Fort Worth. Hey, Maria Radio and EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good morning to you, Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg in for Teresa Tamio, and it is Friday doing the little Happy Friday dance in the studio here. It is great, isn't it? I love to at the end of the week and look forward to the weekend. I hope you've got a lot of great things planned. And uh, there are some wonderful uh, pro-life protests that are out there. So if you can do some of that, actually that's next weekend, but at some of the... Um, uh, the drugstores, Rite Aid, CVS, and Walgreens, those are places that now have become de facto abortion clinics because they'll be dispensing the abortion pills. So look for that. Mm, really going to be something. On the show today, Doug Keck of EWTN talks about what's happening at the network. And we'll be finding out about an apostolate that teaches clergy and you and me, even at the parish level, to be evangelists. Love that. And finally, Leah Darrow is going to join us. She's got a new YouTube series that focuses on the life of her family and their faith, how they live it out all against the backdrop of their beautiful farm in Missouri. I love this farm. I think I may have to move in with them. She'll be surprised to hear that, but it's really something, a great series, too, and you can find it on YouTube, but Leah will be here to uh, talk to us about that. There's lots to talk about today, lots happening in pro-life news. I was really excited to read that uh, pro-life college students are going to be, students for life are going to be protesting some of those campaigns, uh, those abortion clinics, which is now what a lot of pharmacies have become because with the Biden administration's expansion of abortion pill distribution, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, they are going to be dispensing the drugs. And so, yeah, they become places where women go to essentially get an abortion at home. But Students for Life are really going to be out there. And, um, yeah, it's going to be very, very important. So I'm so proud of them. I know on the the, the campus where I work, um, the Students for Life are got a beautiful presence, and I love it when they're out there and they've got, uh, just on campus, just have kind of a nice quiet table, and if anybody wants to come and, and talk, and, you know, they, they often don't have many people there, which you might guess is the case on a campus, but I always stop by and say, you guys are doing great work, and boy, the smiles I get, they're really something, but it's um, it's important that the students are out there, and what a great place for people to really learn about life and to learn the other things, unfortunately. So Students for Life, you are doing the Lord's work, I'm telling you. Other news, um, well, you've heard about this, I'm sure. Mark Houck, the prosecution has rested their case yesterday. It was day two of the trial, I believe. And it's interesting, in reading this, a Catholic News Agency report was talking about, um, Hauk is a longtime sidewalk counselor, about how he got in a, a bit of an altercation with um, an escort, uh, the abortion clinic escort, whose last name, ironically, is Love. How do you like that? And Hauk is accused of assaulting him. 
And it really sounds like that Love and the prosecutors have a very, very thin case. Good news is the judge even said that it was just stretching this law to cover this case a little bit thin. I love that. In fact, here's the here's the paragraph. Eastern District of Pennsylvania Judge Gerald Pappert himself raised that possibility, asking the prosecution at one point whether the federal law didn't seem to be stretched a little thin here. So that's exciting. That is really good news. And uh, Mark is a true pro-life warrior. So we'll see what happens here. Um, this is one of those cases to follow, and it's going to get worse in this regard. We're going to see a lot more prosecutions. And, of course, you've heard about some of the folks out in, in, um, in England, across the pond in England, who have been arrested for simply standing and praying outside of an abortion clinic. Gosh, makes me feel very glad we live in a America where at least we... We have the right to do this. <laughs> they don't even have the right to stand outside and pray. Hmm. Well, certainly a case to be watched. And finally, there was a uh, retired bishop, and it's uh, Emeritus Texas Bishop. He's from San Angelo, Bishop Michael Pfeiffer. And he uh, wrote in a January pastoral statement that was marking um, 50 years, of course, since the Supreme Court's 1973 ruling that had legalized abortion. He cautioned that the abortion lobby is spending many millions of dollars, including your taxpayer dollars, on a comprehensive strategy to expand abortion even more this year. And that is, that's a quote, by the way, and he is actually calling on bishops to be stronger. You know, I myself have thought that many bishops have been pretty strong on this. They've got so many different things they're thinking about. It's never an easy thing to be a bishop. I was talking to my my pastor the other day, and um, he's at right at the age where he any day could get a call to be named a bishop, and he's quite good. So, you know, we're we're kind of expecting it. But I said, you know, Father, what do you think? I mean, would you like that to be to be named a bishop? And he said. No, he said, because the bishops have a very difficult job. He said, here as a pastor, I can be pastoral, I can talk with my people, I can uh, minister to them, I can be that spiritual father, but as a bishop, you have to be so many different things. And he said, I'm not sure if I'm up to it, so pray for our bishops, because they do have a very, very difficult job. But Bishop Pfeiffer has said that, of course, after President Biden issued a statement in support of abortion to commemorate the anniversary of what would have been Roe v. Wade. I'm sure you heard that, too. Sad. My goodness. It just broke my heart to hear him, who he calls himself a devout Catholic, saying something like that. But there are no abortion rights in the Constitution, nor in the commandments of God. And the bishops really, this is what Bishop Pfeiffer said, need to remain unified on the pro-life issue. But you know, it's not just the bishops. We all know that it's all of us. All of us actually need to be very, very diligent. And whatever we can do, go out there and do it. If it's protesting these pharmacies where they are now becoming abortion clinics because they'll be dispensing the abortion pill, do that. Find their addresses and honestly, we, uh, you know, Dr. Monica Miller has been out there, and and um, you can find her website, and and um, she's got all the addresses on there of the corporate 
organizations for Walgreens and Rite Aid and CVS. And they do have the option to opt out the individual pharmacies. So you can actually call them and ask, call the one if you're going to one of them. I am, I'm, I'm a Walgreens um, person. I go to Walgreens, get my prescriptions there, but ask them if they will be dispensing the abortion pill. And then afterwards, I think you know what to do because it's, again, so important that all of us act. Act where you can because if we don't, honestly, we become complicit. Yeah, our lack of action says we're okay with these laws. We just throw our hands up, and this is not the time to do that. It's time for us to take action, so let's do it. And now, about eight minutes past the hour, it is time for news. Nearly a dozen people are dead as Russian missiles are raining down on Ukraine. NBC's Raf Sanchez is on the ground with the latest. President Zelensky saying today we withstood another massive missile strike by terrorists. The strikes come just a day after President Biden announced the U.S. will send 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. Ukraine's emergency services said the official death toll rose to at least 11 on Thursday after Russian drone and missile attacks damaged over 30 buildings across the country. Authorities said at least six Russian warplanes were launching long-range missiles across Ukraine and that thousands of residents were urged to take shelter. Ukraine's military reported its air defenses shot down about 15 Russian missiles and two dozen Iranian-made drones. The Kremlin said Thursday that the U.S. and European decision to send tanks means NATO is now directly involved in the war here. At least one person is injured after an explosion on the USC campus in Los Angeles. Daniel Martindale has more. The blast happened inside a science building at about 4 o'clock Thursday afternoon, sending one person to the hospital. Investigators later discovered a gas leak at the Neely Petroleum Building. The building was cleared by firefighters and later reopened. The person who was injured was able to leave the building and meet with first responders under their own power. I'm Daniel Martindale. Advocates for migrants are rallying at City Hall today, calling on New York City Mayor Eric Adams to do more to help migrants. They argue that Mayor Adams' budget plans don't go far enough to address the surge of border-crossing asylum seekers. Adams has repeatedly asked for help from the state and federal government, with New York taking in 42,000 migrants since the spring. A senior ISIS leader and 10 other ISIS fighters are dead following a U.S. military raid in northern Somalia. Here's Mark Mayfield. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said in a statement that Bilal al-Sudani, who is described as a key operative and facilitator in the ISIS network, was the target of the raid. Austin said al-Sudani was responsible for fostering ISIS in Africa and funding worldwide operations. President Biden ordered the raid following a recommendation from Austin and Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley. Officials say no civilians were injured but did not identify any of the others killed besides saying they were ISIS operatives. Major cities across the country are bracing for potential violence ahead of the release of the video of the interaction between Memphis police and Tyree Nichols. Nichols, a black man, died in the hospital days after a January 7th traffic stop involving five Memphis police officers who are also black.
The video is set to be released sometime after 6 p.m. Central Time today. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp issued a state of emergency order ahead of potential protests in Atlanta over the weekend, with cities like Austin, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. doing so as well. Heart-related deaths in the U.S. rose by more than 50,000 during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mark Mayfield has more. That's according to a report from the American Heart Association. Final figures released by the association showed more than 54,000 Americans died from cardiovascular-related causes in 2020, making it the worst year for heart-related deaths in five years. The Heart Association said the numbers reflect both the direct and indirect impacts of COVID-19 on heart health. Weather forecasters say a storm that will dump snow across a broad stretch of the country this weekend will be the opening act for some really cold air next week. Snow is expected this weekend from the northern Rockies to parts of the northern and central plains and Great Lakes. 3 to 12 inches of snow is likely to pile up today through Saturday across much of Montana and Wyoming, as well as parts of Idaho, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Illinois, including Chicago. The snow will fall ahead of a new round of Arctic air that's been building over northern Canada. And you'll love this story. A nun is being praised for stopping a robbery attempt at a western New York poverty center. Trey Thomas reports. Sister Mary Denise is the director of the Response to Love Center in Buffalo, which provides food, care, and other services to the needy. She heard a noise outside and saw a stepladder out of place. One robber fled while the other was forced to jump off the roof after she threw the ladder down. She told him, this is God's property. Get out. And he did. Hmm. Gas prices are idling today. AAA reports the national average price for regular remains at three fifty a gallon. Unchanged from Thursday, prices are more than a dime higher than a week ago and 40 cents higher than this time last month. The low price leader is Texas, where the statewide average is three thirteen a gallon. And today is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Michael Kastner explains. The United Nations General Assembly has designated January 27th the anniversary of the Auschwitz death camp liberation in 1945. The UN urges all its member states to honor the six million Jewish victims of the Holocaust and millions of other victims of Nazism. Holocaust survivors will take part in a Remembrance Day ceremony at the site of Auschwitz in Poland. That's your news for today. And don't forget, it's the feast day of St. Angela Merici. Teresa loves to feature Italian saints on her Tease Italy website and social media and on the show. So here we are. She was born in Italy in 1474. She was orphaned as a young girl and um, actually ordered the, th- uh, rather joined the Third Order of St. Francis. And she lived austerity and helped the poor. She offered herself for her sister who had died without the sacraments, and she received confirmation in a vision that her sister was among the saints in heaven. That's wonderful. And in another vision, she felt called to found a company of women, which she founded at 60 years old and named after St. Ursula, and it became the Ursuline Religious Order. Wow. 
She's the patron saint of educators, the sick, those who lose parents of courage, strength, and determination. And so great to have her in our corner indeed. Well, it's about 15 minutes past the hour. Coming up next, Doug Keck, president and COO of EWTN, joins us. He'll tell us about the March for Life, how it went, and uh, what's coming up on the network. Stay tuned to Catholic Connection. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. You remember the time I said on the air, go to confession. And when you're done, go out and have a big ice cream soda. Celebrate. And a man wrote to me, he said, you know, I hadn't gone to confession in 30 years. Do you mind if I went and had a pizza? (laughs) I said, oh, have 20 pizzas. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company, and it sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg in for Teresa Tamio on Catholic Connection. Coming up later in the hour, we're going to be talking about the evangelical Catholic, a movement that transforms you and me, just the average lay people, into intentional disciple makers. And also Leah Darrow will join us and talk about her new series. But right now, Doug Keck, president and COO of EWTN, is here. Been a couple weeks, Doug, so welcome back. Yeah, it's great. I, I know Teresa's been dodging me, and I appreciate that you finally got me that. back on the air. Yeah, finally got yeah. back me back on the air, Sherry. Thank yeah, you very much. It, well, it took me to be here for you to come back. Apparently, I think she is dodging you. But no, seriously, that March for Life. Rumor. Yeah, that's a rumor. We're going to perpetuate <laughs> March for Life, and then um, you know just a few other yeah. things here and there. But EWTN was big at the March for Life. How did it go? Well, I, th- I thought it went probably better than it's ever gone. I think every year, um, you know, from our coverage perspective, I think our team does a better and better job. Obviously, over the years, we've expanded from just covering basically, uh, you know, the Shrine Mass, starting with a live shot from there, and then we started doing the the rally itself, and then we expanded to the beginning of the march, and then extended all the way down, and now through technology and uh, an increased investment, 
we we can cover everything down to the Supreme Court. And now that we obviously have a much larger footprint in Washington with the news team, we can anchor the whole thing out of uh, Washington as opposed to trying to anchor it either uh, out of the site or even out of, uh, as I did for several years, out of Irondale. And so it gives us a lot of opportunities to be on the ground and to be local, but yet to be uh, utilizing all of our technology to really present a a wonderful production, which, you know, combines our news team with Tracy and Prudence from uh, Pro-Life Weekly and... uh, Father John Paul, and then, of course, not only um, in D.C., but, of course, then out on a, a Walk for Life West Coast, uh, Peter Gang and his team was out there with Father Mark covering that, as we have for many, many years, as that has expanded, and, and, and also carriage of One Life L.A. out of Los Angeles. And so uh, that was uh, predominantly what we were handling over the weekend as far as a, a major pro-life weekend, and uh, hopefully it's the kind of thing that... Uh, allows people to be enthused about the pro-life movement in their own locale. And uh, we've seen over the years, I think, Sherry, it's fair to say, an expansion uh, of the number of local marshes people have been doing over the years. And I think a lot of that, even internationally, has been reflected because of the wonderful March for Life and the fact that we've made it a- people aware that this is out there and it's happening and you're not crazy yeah. for being pro-life. That's right. You're not crazy for being pro-life because none of the secular media will cover it like EWTN does. And, you know, just really comprehensive coverage. And so kudos to you for that. It really is just fantastic. Um, What did you think uh, personally about the March for Life? I mean, it's I had a lot of folks tell me that it was a little bit different, a little bit ethos, Mm -hmm. but people were energized and excited and just as many people were there. Right, that was the interesting thing, is exactly what you hit on, which was kind of understanding post-row, what would it be like? What would the tenor be? Uh, would people have, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of like uh, the Revolutionary War? Well, the war's over. We're going home to my farm, you know, so I don't have anything else to do. And the soldiers wouldn't show up. But uh, as you indicated, people showed up. But it is a different, uh, it is a different uh, fight in a sense because it's very local. It's really uh, in your town and in your state that these these issues really have moved themselves back to, which is what getting rid of Roe allowed us to do so that at least locales can have a better say. Uh, and uh, I think uh, some of the strategies in dealing with that are different than dealing with um, the, the national strategy mm-hmm. uh, because it was clear from the beginning that Roe v. Wade, for anybody who understood law, was wrongly decided and, and was bad law. Uh, so now I think we really have to move into the world of saying we need to convince people on a one-to-one level even more so of the rightness of our position and to break through these kind of, uh, you know, uh, mental walls people have uh, built up about, you know, freedom or I don't want to tell somebody what to do. Yeah. And I think it's also good in, I know many times on Father Spitzer's show when we've talked about pro-life, I really feel in some cases a lot of Catholics have to look at themselves in the mirror now because they can't hide behind Roe v. Wade. They can't hide behind the fact, well, it's the law of the land, I really can't. Now when they're voting for people in their local state government, especially, they are voting for or against life, whether they like it or not. And people have to think about that and put that in the equation. Yeah, those are really great words. And I I hope uh, you friends listening right now really take those to heart. (laughs) We can't hide anymore. We really need to be on the front lines. Absolutely. 
So let's talk about what's coming up that's new at the network. Sure. Well, uh, coming up next week, the Pope is going to be in uh, Congo and South Sudan. So starting uh, with next Tuesday, we'll be covering that uh, for several days. Actually, it's from January 31st until February 5th. So it's a multiple-day event, and we'll be bringing the event so people can check out EWTN. On that, we've also got a, a wonderful documentary, speaking of pro-life, that we're airing again. It's uh, about 10 years old, called 40 Years After Roe v. Wade Decision. So it's a little on the older side, but it, it, it's very, very well done. People want to check that out. That's coming up on Sunday. We also have on Monday a wonderful program, Life is Worth Living, of course, with the great Archbishop Sheen. This one, oh, yeah. The Man Who Knew Communism Best, and he talks about Dostoevsky. And uh, so it's really interesting because Sheen, as we know, was a prophet. Um, and we also have an interesting program, a series we've been doing called The Heresies, because there's nothing new under the sun, and we wanted people to understand what all these heresies are that they hear about today that have been dealt with by the church for 2,000 years. And this one t tends to do with some of the ones in the United States, in America, some of the offshoots of Christianity like Mormonism, Jehovah Witnesses, and some of the things like that. So people can check that out Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. We also got a wonderful Beacons of Light documentary, three-part miniseries that's uh, focusing on the positive aspects of what's happening in France. We've got Father Chris Alar. Every week he does a program with us. It's a regular program, Living Divine Mercy. This one dealing with anger. That's on Wednesday. And Marlene Watkins from the Lord's Group of North America will be with Father Mitch on Wednesday. And check out EW10.com for all our programming. And of course, don't forget so much of our programming is on demand either through our YouTube channel or on our on-demand page on the website. Yeah, and we so appreciate the fact that you make that on demand because I, for one, am not uh, someone who can sit in front of the television very often, so I go to on demand quite frequently. <laughs> right. Well, that's great. I hope tell your friends that it's there because I think it's it's a great on you know great treasure there that's not as well known, and we're trying to make people more and more aware, like you said, that if they missed a program and they or they'd like to see it again and they want to tell somebody about it, it's a great way to watch it. And as we you know, we're all so busy and so time shifting is such a major component in people's television watching these days. Yeah, it's just ubiquitous with the way we live our lives. And no doubt, uh, Lent being about a month away, that you are uh, very, very busy planning for that as well. Absolutely. You know, our programming team, uh, uh, you know, we schedule, obviously, as you know, months and months and months out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm looking right now at some schedules that relate to May and June. So, uh, yes, we're all set for Lent. We'll have all the great programs we've always had and some additional ones as well. Check out EDWHN.com for everything that's new. Doug, nice talking to you. Great to hear your always, voice. Always, Sherry. Likewise. You take care. Yeah. EWTN.com. And don't forget that on-demand area, too. It's where I go. I love to see some of those programs. More to come on Catholic Connection. We're going to talk about how you can be an evangelist. Stay with us. It was years ago. Shouldn't I be over it now? Why does it feel like yesterday? The pain is still there. The guilt still haunts me. The sadness is overwhelming. I don't understand these bursts of anger. Are you suffering from a past abortion? We can help. Call 214-544-CARE. Don't worry, it's all confidential. I want to feel connected again. Sometimes... I'm just numb. It's just not getting any better. You don't need to hurt anymore. Begin the journey to healing today. Call 
544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. Are you interested in helping your child receive a Catholic education and would like to learn more? St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School in Dallas invites all families to its open house on Sunday, January 29th from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School serves students pre-K 3 through 8th grade and has formed saints and scholars since 1948. For more information, call 214-321-2897. That's 214-321-2897. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. Twenty-eight minutes past the hour. Sherry Kennedy Brown, Rick, in for Teresa Tamio on this finally Friday, and we're going to talk now about a method of evangelization that is really changing lives. It's from the Evangelical Catholic. It's a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to transforming lay people into intentional disciple makers who are excited and equipped to go out and evangelize our communities in the context of trusting friendships. And Josh Dart is with us. And Josh, welcome to the program. Thanks, Gary. And um, Josh, I'm going to tell our listeners just a little bit about you. You're a lead ministry consultant with Evangelical Catholic, and you used to be an engineer, which I find quite fascinating. And you left engineering to be fully devoted to the church's evangelization efforts, and you train parishes and campus ministries to be the best at reaching the um, the loss of the love of Jesus. So. That's really quite a quite a great bio. But tell us first a little bit about the roots of the Evangelical Catholic. Oh, I'd love to. Thanks for asking. So we had humble beginnings from Madison, Wisconsin. It was a couple. And like many Catholics, they were sacramentalized, baptized, but never really evangelized. And as often happens, they found Jesus in a Protestant church. But through the, through the study of the Church Fathers and the Holy Spirit, they came back to the Catholic Church. The Lord put it on this couple's heart, a vision to reach the lost in their parish. So they started being real intentional about it. Then the Lord put on their heart to move on to a college campus. So they, started, they did that. That was very fruitful. And that was the beginning of the Evangelical Catholic. About 15 years ago, parishes started coming uh, to the Evangelical Catholic and saying, hey, is what you're doing with campus ministries kind of locally, would that work in parishes? Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, you know, the principles of Jesus don't change. Practicals do, but principles don't. So we gave it a shot, and uh, we've been privileged to partner with a couple hundred parishes and campus ministries over the last couple of years. Wow. So it's been a good ride. That's fantastic. Well, and, you know, all reports say that, I mean, there's a lot of lives that are being changed, but might be folks listening right now scratching their heads saying, what is an evangelical Catholic? Please explain. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not a schismatic movement. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good to know. (laughs) It's not not a new fad. You might say that it's the Catholicism of saints throughout the ages. Maybe maybe 12 years ago, George Weigel even wrote a book called Evangelical Catholicism. It, Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily tied to us, but... He kind of flushes it out. He says, 
an evangelical Catholic is a Catholic who lives that radical conversion, deeply faithful to the church, joyful discipleship, courageous evangelization. I like to just say an evangelical Catholic is someone whose heart's on fire. Because, you know, Terry, in every age, it's been a couple men, a couple women, whose hearts have burned for the Lord that have changed the course of history. And isn't that the way we all should be, Josh? I mean, just having that that passion, that fire in our hearts for Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus said, uh, this is one of our favorite verses at the EC, it's John 15, where he's just talking about, hey, you've got to remain on the vine. Apart from me, you can do nothing, you know? So it has to start from being so closely united in the heart of Jesus and the heart of the Father, and then allowing the Father to share his love for the lost with us, and that just that sets our hearts on fire, you know? Yeah. So when you work with parishes, um, tell us just a little bit about what that looks like. I mean, do you go into parishes? I know you train some parishes, but are there programs for, for the parishioners, and then they go out themselves? How does that work? Yeah, so, you know, each church should be a center of apostolic zeal, or a little bit of a training school for its, its lay faithful. And the goal there is that every layman in every parish, every layman, every lay woman, would be formed and equipped for the unique personal apostolate that the Lord has on their life. And so we help parishes, usually if they're through year-long or two-year-long contracts, set up a system and find the right people, and usually people on their staff and a handful of volunteers, to grow a movement of deep formation and training and equipping so that every layman and woman can recognize their personal apostolate and confidently move into that for the next season of their life. And so many times it's something like a Bible study that they start leading with their neighbors, but, but oftentimes it's, it's something real different. It may be a guy's group, a ladies' group, a running group. Last uh, Yesterday I heard about a high schooler who's just started a, uh, a Bible study group of people she goes to school with, and then she also works at a grocery store, and so she invited one of her cashier friends to join her Bible study. So it's simple stuff, but it's the stuff that every neighborhood needs. And honestly, every man and woman like you and I, who aren't on a church staff, but who are tied into the world and our, and our commitments and coaching basketball with our kids and our grandkids and whatnot, it's the tools we need to reach them with the love of Jesus. You know? Yeah. Oh, it sounds fantastic. EvangelicalCatholic.org is the website, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Went to speak and nothing happened. <laughs> so the evangelical Catholic is perhaps best known for wrong pipe issue for forming lay people for missionary outreach. But now you've branched out into a conference for priests and deacons, priests for an apostolic age. What? Um, why did you really feel like you needed to do that? <laughs> well, I didn't, but the Lord kind of put it on our staff's <laughs> heart and our board's heart, so we stepped out in faith. <laughs> so the short of it is, you know, <clears throat> like I said, the parish has to be that center of missionary outreach and apostolic formation. And so often our priests, whether they, they see it or themselves or not, they feel like they're managed managers or just administrators of their yeah. parish, when really the Lord has given them an office of governing. The church is not a business. You know, it's a living organism. It's animated by the Holy Spirit. And so we felt like the Lord wanted us to put that front and center and, and host a priest conference because that, that is their church in the same way that I am the, the spiritual head maybe of my home. Um, and so the Lord will hold me accountable and has given me certain authority 
within my home and my neighborhood. So the Lord gives a priest a spiritual authority in the spiritual home and in their parish community. Yeah. And you had a banquet last night to cap off the conference. Tell us about that and about the awards that were given out. <laughs> so it was good. So I actually wasn't there because we still have, we partnered with about 170 parishes. So I was, I'm grinding away with a couple of my colleagues. <laughs> but, I, but I've been listening to everything that's going on. And they're all on a flight right now, which is why none of them can, can join you. But it oh, was funny. Crazy. Over the over the week, Bob Duran, Curtis Martin were there. Uh, Archbishop Golio, the new president of the OCCP, and Archbishop of the Military Diocese was there. But what really brought down the house was Monsignor Shea. He wrote a book. Uh, a couple of years ago, called From Christendom to Apostolic Mission. Oh, and sure. one of the things that that just was awesome, really resonated with everybody, he said that in every age, the church takes on the sickness of the age and develops the antibodies. We do what Jesus did, and we take on the illness of the age. And I just, I just love wow. that image that Jesus doesn't stay aloof from us. He enters into our suffering, and then he heals it. And that's what, in a certain sense, what like every parish, every man and woman, the body of Christ does. We take on the sickness of the age, but we're not overcome by it. We are the antidote to the power of Jesus Christ to it. Yeah. Well, we've only got one minute left, Josh, so tell us quickly about who won awards. Yeah, so two, two folks won the awards. We have an ad intro and an ad extra award. The ad intro award is within, within the ministry of the church, and that was Father John Ricardo. He founded Acts 29 Ministry, which is ministered to a couple thousand priests. And then the Ad Extra Award was a, was a man named Jerry LaRousse out of San Diego, who apprentices young business owners in discipleship and business leadership. So proud of him. Wow, that's exciting. Well, there's great things still to come from Evangelical Catholic. And if you want to find out more about them, maybe bring them to your parish, evangelicalcatholic.org. Thanks so much, Josh, for being with us. And thank you for being with us. We'll be right back with Leah Darrow. Stay tuned. Are you a parent in need of funds to help you better afford sending your children to school? Are you interested in learning about a great scholarship opportunity? The Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation is celebrating their 19th year of awarding Spirit of Love scholarships to Catholic students in the Diocese of Dallas. The application submission period will be January 2nd through February 1st, 2023. For more information about the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation, visit RebeccaLeahRivera.org or call 972-480-5273. Are you looking for a place to get your work done? WorkSuites provides full-service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces for professionals seeking privacy and productivity. The suites come furnished, wired, and move-in ready. WorkSuites is a new sponsor of KATH 910AM and is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Flip invites you to call 888-312-WORK or visit WorkSuites.com to see if WorkSuites fits your business needs. That's WorkSuites.com. Hi, this is Andre Valdivia, a member of the Dallas Synod Preparatory Commission, inviting you to our next listening session taking place on Saturday, January 28th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the St. Paul Parish Center in Richardson. The topic will be vocations and ministerial formation. To attend or to volunteer, please sign up at the website cathdal.org slash synod. Again, Saturday, January 28th from 10 to 1 at the St. Paul Parish Center in Richardson. God bless. 
Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and sponsor of GRN. I've been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. Welcome back to Catholic Connection. Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg in for Teresa Tamio. And excited to have Leah Darrow on the program with us. And I got the opportunity to hear Leah. Gosh, I can't even remember the year, but it was at a Catholic leadership conference, kind of a small group of Catholic leaders. And I was so really just... uh, I don't even know how to say moved by your story, Leah, and your own witness. So it's great to have you on the program, and I'm so excited to talk about your new series, and I'm moving in with you, all of the above. <laughs> I've heard that from a few people. I think this, uh, this new series has, a, has sparked some interest for people to uh, head out to the country. That's right. We're all moving to farms. Well, it's a fantastic new series that's called The Cultivation of Purpose with Leah Darrow, Faith, Farming, and Vocation. And it's really well done. I mean, really shot beautifully and just a great depiction of your family life and not always the easiness of family life and living on a farm, but just um, I, I watched the second episode twice. I loved it so much. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I have to give complete credit to Max Studios. Um, they're at the University of St. Uh, St. Thomas in Houston, Texas, and they are an amazing crew to work with. And they captured our life and the farm and all of the hardships and all the beauty just so well to give to everybody. Yeah. Well, this um, this series is brand new. Episode 2 just launched yesterday, I think. Um, and uh, it's on YouTube primarily, right? I know there's a couple of different places. You can you can get it on the Mac Studio website, which is ustmacstudios.com, and, and a few other places. I watched it on YouTube. That's where I got the link. But And, Leah, for those who don't know your story, let's talk a little bit about your background, just to give people context of where you are today. Sure. I was born and raised Catholic, fell away from my Catholic faith from around... Uh, the age of 15, mostly because I thought my past disqualified me. Uh, but that took me on this long journey, and I began looking towards the world. I got into modeling. I um, became pretty successful in that area. I was on the TV show, America's Mixed Top Model, and that catapulted my modeling career uh, to new heights. Um, and I was living in New York, working full-time as a model, away from my faith, not going to church, and had not been going to church or praying for 10 years when I had just a massive conversion moment in the middle of a photo shoot that I clearly did not plan, but God did. And he just spoke to my heart. That's all I can explain it. He just spoke to my heart in the middle of the shoot so much so it convicted me that I got up and I left in the middle of the shoot, um, walked back to my apartment, and I did the only thing a girl could do is I, I called my dad. And um, just, you know, my dad, my parents finally got the phone call that they've been waiting for for 10 years. And I just said, I'm, you have to come and get me. I'm going to lose my soul if you don't. And mm-hmm. my dad dropped everything and, and he drove 2,000 miles to New York City to come and pick me up. And that began my journey back home. Um, 
since then, uh, uh, it took a few, about three years after that, where I began slowly sharing my story. Um, and that's brought me to just being, you know, uh, a keynote and a public speaker. And then I've, I'm married now. I've got, I've had six kids. I have two in heaven. And about three or four years ago, my husband Ricky and I began asking ourselves these questions of, uh, is this how God wants us to live? And that mm-hmm. began the journey to the farm. Yeah. So what happened after that? I mean, what kind of answers did you tell yourself when you say, is this how God wants you to live? What was your answer? Yeah, I think Ricky and I just realized that we were very comfortable. We were maybe a little too comfortable. And we also had a desire to live in a more natural state, to be connected more to the earth, to be outside more and for our kids to be raised in such an environment. And I was personally born and raised in Oklahoma on a farm. So I knew firsthand the experience and the benefit of what that did for me in my life. Um, And so we just decided, okay, well, if that's where we're being called, let's go ahead and let's let's reverse engineer this dream, this goal of ours. And we just slowly started taking steps, honestly, month by month, year by year, until we got to the point where we realized that we could do it that we could buy some land and um, move our family out to the farm and and live off of the land. Yeah. Well, the farm is beautiful. Again, it's depicted in the series, and your kids seem to love it. How have they taken to it? Oh, my gosh, they're so great. So I have six kids. Uh, my oldest, Agnes, is nine, and my youngest, Roland, is one. So there's a, there's a lot of tiny little kids around there, and sometimes I'm not sure if we have more kids or we have more farm animals, but we go back and forth. And so um, it's, they love it. They have been thriving in this environment. Um, and the only thing I think they miss sometimes is a sidewalk for their bikes. They kind of oh, <laughs> sure. might miss a little bit of some paved ground to ride a, have a smooth bike ride. But that's about it. I mean, I think they have shown us and they have been the affirmation from God that this was clearly the right move for our family. Mm, yeah. Well, how did that living on the farm and your life there turn, uh, sorry, turn into this series? Well, I began sharing this process with people on social media. And I shared with people in the beginning of just that, you know, I was just really feeling like, I needed to have more peace in my life. And the busyness and the consumeristic style of my life by living in the city, for me, was really keeping me from that. And so I shared this journey of, like, my struggles and then us looking for a farm and, you know, then actually finding a place and moving to the farm. And I think that brought, that piqued a lot of interest in people because, I have received so many comments from others just saying, we want to do this. This is, I would love to do the same thing as you. And I think it's just been this process of sharing my life. I've always been somebody who, I know it's not for everybody, but um, where I've shared parts of my life. I've shared the good and the bad. I obviously have shared my conversion story countless times. And I'm also sharing this part of my life, too, of like what God's doing in it. And um, I'm by no means perfect, but I'm just somebody who's trying to follow God every, every step of the way and, and trying to find some peace um, in nature. Yeah, well, 
It really is quite a quite a wonderful series. Again, it's called The Cultivation of Purpose with Leah Darrow, Faith Farming and Vocation. And it really is just sort of like a snapshot. I mean, it's it you could call it a reality show, but but minus all the drama and the craziness and, you know, what is what is this crazy character going to do next? I mean, it really is just beautiful, peaceful. And it shows what life can be like when you are truly living it for God. And, of course, you can do that in the city. But I love how you have found this, how you have found this on this very bucolic, you know, just gorgeous farm. I mean, seriously, I you probably will have people, you know, showing up at your doorstep and saying, okay, where's the extra room? Because it is a beautiful place and the life the lifestyle is disconnected from a lot of the craziness that all of us sort of voluntarily select and that we say yes to that isn't good for us. I completely agree. That's That was like our big desire. You know, when we were looking for the farm, we were looking for a place. We just needed to take a step back in our lives and really ask ourselves, like, is this where, is this the best, best place to grow in holiness? And for us, God was really calling us to kind of distance ourselves and to be a little um, uncomfortable and also inconvenient. Our life is very inconvenient, and that's actually what we were looking for. We wanted to intentionally add some of those barriers that keep it so easy to consume, and on the farm, you're more about producing. Yeah. So we produce our own food. We produce our even our own entertainment. We're outside. We're doing those things, and so... Um, it's been a beautiful opportunity. Uh, I hope everybody gets a chance to take a look at it. And um, not everybody's called to do what we do, and I don't expect that or I don't think that. But there is something that we're all called to do, which is to ask ourselves those questions of, am I living the way God's calling me to live? And if not, what can I do to change that? I think that's exactly it. That is just the core of the whole message of this, no matter where you are. Because you're right, not everybody's going to be moving to a farm. Not everybody can. Not everybody can make that work. But what can you do in your own place right there? Well, we've got a break here that we need to take, but uh, we'll be back. Leah Darrow is going to stay with us, and we'll talk a little bit more about a typical day on the farm and and what it's like having that camera crew there. And again, the, the wonderful series, if you want to look it up, The Cultivation of Purpose with Leah Darrow, Faith, Farming, and Vocation, I highly recommend it. We'll be back on Catholic Connection. Stay tuned. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. I'm angry, frustrated. Sound like you? Someone you know? Well, it could be any of us from time to time. But there's different types of anger. It's not so cut and dry. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Ray. 
One thing is for sure, you don't need to suffer with anger frustration. In my book, Living Calm, Mastering Anger and Frustration, you'll learn whether your anger is a product of your nature or your nurture and how to regulate those emotions and those thoughts. You can get Living Calm and all my other books at AveMariaRadio.net. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. You're listening to Catholic Connection. Sherry Kennedy Brown, Rick, in for Teresa Tamio. And one final segment of the program. I'm always sad when we get to this segment because it means we're almost done. We have so much more to talk about. Leah Darrow is with us, and she has a fantastic new series out that I just love. I highly recommend it. The Cultivation of Purpose with Leah Darrow, Faith Farming and vocation and it really is as i mentioned before kind of a reality show but minus all the drama you know reality show has a lot of um baggage that comes with that phrase but this this is not that it's very lovely and very focused on faith and it's something that you really should watch so that you can build your faith too and ask that question am i really living the way that god wants me to which is the question that leah and her husband actually ask themselves and leah you know i i love talking about this and it's so fun i love the farm love the kids your kids are very well spoken too by the way <laughs> they're really <laughs> something you. yeah yeah well, let's it's talk about the homeschool yeah I, well seriously i mean your your oldest what is her name again agnes Agnes, yeah, she she could be a commentator. She's quite good, very well-spoken. I was really struck by her. Um, two episodes are out now, and you can see them on YouTube and also at the USTMaxStudios.com. Talk about a typical day on the life of the farm. Okay, well, a typical day starts uh, before the sun gets up, because when the sun comes up, the farm's already needing a lot of attention. So... Um, Ricky and I get up before the sun comes up and we handle our own personal lives together. So we have found that if we don't get up and get that, the most important things done, the most important things just don't get done. So that means, um, our own quiet time to connect, um, uh, prayer, um, exercise, uh, prepping, you know, breakfast or homeschool for the kids, whatever that needs to do. And then from there, we move straight, um, Usually the kids are up, and then every kid has a chore on the farm, at least the ones that can, uh, you know, read. And so um, they have their chores. So some some kids are feeding the chickens. Some kids are feeding the meat birds, which are chickens, but we're raising them for meat, so we distinguish the types of chickens that we mm-hmm. have on the farm. Sure. Um, and then Ricky and I usually handle the pigs together um, and cattle as well. And so we're just getting around and making sure everybody gets fed. Everybody needs breakfast on the farm, that includes the animals. Um, from there, we come back in, and we have a little bit of prayer time with the kids themselves. Um, I usually start uh, breakfast and then homeschool. And then um, we wrap up homeschool a little bit before lunchtime, and we're back out on the farm again, you know, really helping Ricky with what other projects we need to get done 
in the fall, we have pumpkin days. So we are pumpkin farmers as well. And we've created this agro-tourism business on the farm where we have a pumpkin patch and a whole setup where families can come and experience nature and family time outside of, you know, the home and screens. And so the the pumpkin patch needs a lot of love. And so there's a lot of stuff to do there. I mean, the great thing about the farm is that there's always something to do. There's always a project. There's always something to work on. There's always a field that needs to be plowed or that you need to build some structure or repair a structure. And so it's just uh, each day taking it by what we need to get done that day, and we do everything together. And, you know, I'm wrapping up with making dinner. Everybody's coming inside, and, and then we do baths and books and bedtime. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, it sounds wonderful, and it sounds, I think, very different from many of our lives, the folks who are listening right now. And, uh, you know, this is, um, this is such an important series. And tell us how often will new episodes be launched, and how can people see it? Yeah, so you can just go. The easiest way is that it's available. It's all free. It's on YouTube. And if you go and follow Max Studios, they have the entire series out there. You have Series 1, which is already out. Series two just dropped, and then we've got another part, part three, that'll be out soon, later this month. And yeah, we would love feedback if if we if we uh, if we want to do more of these series, if we want to continue on, um, we just need to let Max Studios know. And so that's why we're just getting people to watch it to see if this is some type of content that they would actually like, because um, we want to provide um, a service. We want to provide a, a chance for people to experience what life is like elsewhere and so uh you can all watch it on youtube yeah well leah we are out of time and i'm sad about that because i could talk about this forever but that's leah darrow and again she's got this wonderful new series the cultivation of purpose with leah darrow faith farming and vocation find it and you can get that at ustmaxstudios.com you've been listening to catholic connection with Teresa tamio Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Your connection to our treasured Catholic faith all day, every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Do you own a Catholic business or apostolate, and would you like some additional promotion through the radio? Hi, this is Dave Palmer. It is car raffle season, and that means we are heading out and about a lot in January and February doing live remote broadcasts from Catholic apostolates and Catholic-owned restaurants and businesses. If you'd like us to broadcast live from your place of business, just let me know, and we can work out the details. Email davepalmer at grnonline.com ASAP. That's davepalmer at grnonline.com. Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio here in North Texas.
Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessings on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will customize a plan to fit your individual needs. 866-810-6800. 866-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 